The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Open Door from the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Sid Bennett. Who is not Terry Kennedy. (laughs) Terry is off today. He's off somewhere, I don't know, skydiving or (laughs) deep sea fishing, probably knitting. Um, Certainly, whatever he's doing, he's working on the art of practical spirituality, which is our topic today. Um, and you might say that this is really all about staying in tune with spirit. Um, of course, there's an art to it. There's also a science, which we'll be getting into in a bit. But anyway, Sid? You know, it's yeah. interesting, practical spirituality. In some mm-hmm. ways, people might not put, link those two together. No. <laughs> because if people were like I was before I found a path, you know, I thought spirituality was meditation and prayer and, you know, that type of thing. I didn't see it as, as, a, as such a key part of my day-to-day life. Not that I wouldn't want to be spiritual each day, but that in terms of my activities of the day, to integrate it so much. Oh, yeah. And I think that a lot of times when I would look at making a choice to do something spiritual, it was almost uh, an impracticality. Where was I going to fit it in? Yeah. You know, practical is every day it's in your routine. Well, it's an understanding. You know, we used to think going to church on Sunday, will I get home in time for the kickoff? You know, (laughs) And then I've done my spiritual obligation for the week, so to speak. But we all know that's not the way it works. Spirituality is a daily practice. And the practical spirituality makes our lives different. You know, indeed. Uh, you know, as I was preparing um, some of the comments I wanted to make today, one of the, the very interesting point was that the, the word spirit from spiritus, one of the definitions is breath of God. And I started to think about that, and I realized that spirituality is to the soul what the breath of life is to like a newborn child. Oh, yeah. You know, so that this is essential. We talk about spirituality. It's not something extra. It's not something that we try to add on. This is the center of our life. This is the center of what we do every moment because every moment is an opportunity to grow spiritually. Indeed. It's an understanding Mm -hmm. that comes with an understanding there's a path. There's where a place we want to go, and we're not going to get there unless we walk that path. It's as simple as that. And so it expands the awareness of spirituality in the traditional Christian sense that if I'm saved, I'm going to go to heaven. And yes, I'll try and do some good things the other days of the week. But, you know, basically I'm home free. And, of course, <laughs> we understand that we're not home free because we have to balance our karma. We have to do those good works. And we'll be judged by those works. And we have to do those things that will get us where we want to go. And it's not, it's be, it begins with accepting Jesus, but it certainly doesn't end there. Well, one of the 
um, aspects of the practicality is the use of tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked about this before. In this case, you mentioned karma. There are tools, very practical, easy-to-use tools, that will mitigate, transmute, alleviate some of the karmic accountability that we've accumulated over who knows how many lifetimes. Yeah. I'm thinking, of course, and we talk about violet flame, but the use of decrees as a practical tool that can be used every day to almost any degree, really. We've always invited people to give it a try. Sure. Do five minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be a long – well, I mean, eventually you may want to because you'll feel the inspiration to do this. But at the beginning, a couple of minutes a day, and you'll see, you'll feel differences, and you'll see where you can put it in practically because it can be used anywhere. And see if it changes your life or not. Yeah. But that's that's the, the alchemical test, so to speak, the true test. Do you feel differently or things differently? You know, Tom, I was reading a teaching recently about souls that depart this life, and they get over to the other side – and what they find is very different from what they expect. We yeah. mentioned, you know, I'm going yes. to spend eternity with Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. Jesus is in heaven, and we want to spend eternity with him. But we're going to have to keep coming back on this planet and re-embodying until we balance that karma. And what happens is, without the violet flame, it's very difficult because of the accumulation of karma we have from so many lifetimes. The Hindus believe that it took me a million years to make this karma it's going to take me a million years to balance it, so what's the rush? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, you know, we don't have a million years. It may, we may have a million years of karma, but we don't want to take a million years to balance it. And that's where the gift of the violet flame comes in. And there's many souls that get over there have been wonderful souls, have done tremendous things, love God, but they haven't balanced the karma because they haven't had the violet flame. And it's very disappointing, as you can imagine, for them to realize, in spite of everything they did and everything they were told, they have to re-embody you know, <laughs> I've wondered about this before. The, the soul that has departed is suddenly standing before the karmic board. Right. And the karmic board is gently and lovingly explaining that they didn't pass these tests because they didn't even know, perhaps, that these tests were theirs to pass. Does that soul experience human emotion? I mean, in that moment, are they? Well, absolutely. They feel remorse and regret. And by the way, we're our own judge. When we stand before the karmic board at the conclusion of a lifetime, we judge our own life. You know, they don't have to do it. I mean, we're <laughs> in our soul awareness, and we're very aware of what we did well and what we came short of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's interesting, but, you know, the violet flame is such a key that it's the difference between some people making their ascension and not making it. It's as simple as that. And so we get back to the daily exercises. And Tom and I were speaking before the, the show started days, you know, how do you put on your Christhood, which is our divine plan? Our human can never become the Christ. It's got to go. But we put on our Christhood mm-hmm. in increments, just as we get rid of our human in increments. So it's a daily path that we walk. How do we structure our, our lives day by day so that each day when we lay our head on the pillow at night, we know that we've made some progress. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge amount, but if you don't make progress every day, then essentially you're losing. You're going back. And those increments can be tiny, but they're still movement. Well, they add up. <laughs> yeah, they and do. when you use the violet flame, what happens is when you start using the violet flame, you start balancing your karma from this lifetime. So you go backwards. And you do this for a certain period of time, you know, you balance the main karma from this life. So then you go back to the previous ones and back and back and back, and you build this momentum. And the past can be changed. The wrongs can be righted. And while we're doing this, we do get our tests in the physical. We do get initiated, what's called, or tested, 
to see if we have that mastery. So it's not just the violet flame. It's a combination of violet flame and striving for those spiritual strengths that we know we want to embody, you know, the virtues of God. Oh, yeah. You know, that reminds me that people, um, you all that are listening out there and all of us here, we can ask for the accumulated, our treasures laid up in heaven that are in our causal body. We can request that some of that light be brought into our day-to-day experience in order to use that to strengthen our resolve, to perhaps give us greater clarity as we look at opportunity. Perhaps we can ask for our causal body, those gifts and graces, to expand our awareness. I mean, we we, we have that capability. That's one of the practical tools. And, And this goes back to the core issue that we can never get away from. That's free will. And by free will, we can choose not to become God, and we can choose to become God. You know, a lot of the children of the light like the good life. They mm-hmm. like the, you know, nice cars, nice homes, all the things that go with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they're quite content. But unfortunately, you know, you can be content so long. And then you reach the point where you say, you know, I've had enough of this. It's not real. What is real is God. And I want that. Yes. And that's, I think, what is the motivation for all of us. We want God. We want to know God. We want to experience God. You know, we're tired of this, you know. 10,000 embodiments of he said, she said. You know, how many more times do we have to do that? (laughs) Let's get to the core. And to do that, we have to walk a path. It's a daily discipline. It's not just good intentions. It starts with good intentions. It starts with praying and asking God to come into your life and lead you. And then it is implementing those day-to-day disciplines that will get you the progress, the balancing of the karma, and putting on increments of your Christhood day by day. It can happen, and it's the, it's the way it works. It's not all of a sudden, it's a day by day. And that's why practical spirituality is so important that we start incorporating it each day. As we said at the beginning of the program, one of the definitions of spirit is breath of God. And um, breath is not a day-to-day thing. It's a moment-to-moment thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, the, I think in terms of spirituality as that breath, it infuses us, I mean, literally infuses us with life, um, gives us peace and purpose. Um, spirituality is literally being able to sustain a working relationship with spirit. And, you know, we, that was kind of the subhead for the program as a working title was having a day-to-day working relationship with spirit. It's a give and take. Yeah. You know, and the more we can give, the more we will have coming back to us because that's the nature of the expansion of light. Sure. And it's, you know, it's developing <laughs> a relationship with God. I mean... For my life, it's early in the morning. That's when I've got to have it. When there's, there's quiet around me, I can talk to God, I can do my prayers, I can reflect on what I'm feeling, ask God for his assistance. You know, it's a, it's a communion time. Yeah, and, and by the way, it doesn't matter what we call this source of spirit either. I mean, it could be God, it could be Buddha, it could be the Tao. You know, I mean, we, we have the one source by whatever name it's known or he yeah, is known. It's God. It's God. Yeah. God is God is God. Yeah. So anyway, so we're talking about the practicality of breathing. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting when there's a teaching, you know, in the, in the Old Testament it talks about people living 800 years. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, how could that happen? Well, that's actually true. People did used to live that long in the old days, but, but their lifespans were shortened. And do you know why? Because people got into ruts and patterns. So instead of making the same mistakes for 70 years, they were making them for 800. Oh, boy. And so the karmic board essentially reduced the lifespan of people. As a mercy. It's a grace because otherwise, <laughs> would you want 70 years of karma or 800 years of karma? You've got to balance. So it's all a function of our determination to be the light, to experience the light, to be the instrument of God in humility and love. And then, you know, God can do anything. It all goes back to free will. <laughs> 
God can do anything. Uh, when we first formulated this program, you'll recall, we had it um, based around four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And that's the basis for the spirituality as this path that we look at this from the standpoint of knowledge and awareness. You have to know who you are and where you're going. And if you don't, you, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Well, what <laughs> happens is people get to the end of their embodiment and they say, what did I really do? What did I accomplish? Well, you don't want to be in that position. And it's very easy to get busy. It's very easy to get caught up in the day-to-day events and the requirements of family or job, <clears throat> excuse me, or whatever, and forget where you're going. And if you don't do something every day, then when you get to the end of life, I can tell you, you're going to have a lot of remorse. And if I look back on my life, I am grateful for every second I spent in my spiritual devotions and trying to help others and doing things that really count. Yeah. Um, you know, my job was necessary because I had to pay the bills. But, you know, what you do spiritually every day is crucial. And that's why the journey may seem long to get where you want to go right now, but we can take a little bit day by day. Well, and I think we're laying the foundation of spirituality as a lifestyle. I think if anything else we would want to make as a point would be that the art of Practical spirituality revolves around that very essential thing is that this is a lifestyle. This is a life choice. Yeah. It's a decision. I'm not going to sleep through this embodiment. Right. You know, whether through computer games or the media or movies or whatever it is or sports. Uh, I like sports, but anyway. Me too. You know, but, you know, in terms of making it the all in all, God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that not only, that's not only at one time in your life, it's every day of your life. And kingdom is... Um, Consciousness. It's the consciousness of God. And the fact that we have this opportunity right now to follow the path, again, is, uh, we always say this, it's a free will choice to move in this direction. If you choose, you can't get to the end and say, well, why didn't somebody tell me? Right. You know, <laughs> it's not somebody else's accountability. In fact, the, the ascended master who wears the mantle of the goddess of liberty, which is interesting, it's on the karmic board, she told us at one point that before we came to embodiment, we begged her to bring to our outer awareness the truth of these teachings. Indeed. Well, we say, awaken to the light within. You all have an I am presence and a holy Christ self. We all do. This is what we're merging with. This is who we really truly are. And hey, and are it's becoming. exciting. I know oh. we've got a break coming up, but this is the most exciting path on this planet. Indeed it is. Speaking of which, um, we have a, a wonderful little lecture coming up and this next segment, uh, the title of which is Life as a Path of Initiation. So please stay tuned for that. We'll be back in just a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. 
On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. The life that God has given to us is the life that is intended to be used by our soul to attain reunion with the inner self. That would be our I am presence and Holy Christ self. And how do we create and sustain a spiritual lifestyle? Well, here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet to answer that question in a lecture titled Life is a Path of Initiation. Would you tell us how the life of Jesus relates to our life today? The life that God has given to us is a life that is intended to be used by our soul to attain that reunion with the inner self. All else is extraneous and subject to that one goal. If we don't make it in this life, we come again. The soul puts on a new set of coats of skins or a new force field and returns once again to the scenes of earth. This is why Earth is so familiar to us. It's because we've been evolving here for thousands and thousands of years. Life, then, is the path of initiation. Jesus, in his great love for the people of Earth, came to show us how we could follow the path of initiation. And precisely in one lifetime, one concluding lifetime, return to the heart of God as he did in the ritual of the Ascension, When we see, then, the life of Jesus as a life marking the stations of our own individual initiation, we look at the birth of the Christ as the sign of the birth of our own Christ consciousness. When we determine to manifest the Father, Mother, God, and to bring forth that Christ light, we have the decision of Jesus to be about his Father's business. We have his decision to discourse with the doctors in the temple to expound upon the law. And then from the age of 12 to 30, he is preparing for his final three years. One of the first initiations is the ritual of baptism, a very important initiation in which there is the cleansing of that substance or energy misqualified and the consecration of the soul to the will of God. We have his transfiguration before the disciples. We see his crucifixion, his resurrection. And between the transfiguration and the crucifixion, he works many miracles so-called as demonstrations of the science which we must one day prove. The fact of the matter is that we must affirm that we are being transfigured every day that we are experiencing the resurrection every day, that we are ascending even 
By a tiny, tiny increment each day, we are drawing closer and closer to that energy force field that is the white fire core of the atom of self. The mantras which we were considering last week continue with this acceleration of consciousness. When these heart, head, and hand decrees are given in order, one finds that with each successive mantra, one has a greater degree of light, and as one becomes more sensitive, one actually feels this light building within his own body. One can begin to feel the burning in the heart which the disciples felt on the road to Emmaus when they were near the Master but did not recognize him. The burning energy of the heart is the expansion of the threefold flame, and it is the sacred fire actually consuming the misqualified energies of fear and hatred and impure motive which often surround the heart. The one then pursuing the initiation of the transfiguration gives the following mantra. I am changing all my garments, old ones, for the bright new day. With the sun of understanding, I am shining all the way. I am light within, without. I am light is all about. Fill me, free me, glorify me, seal me, heal me, purify me. Until transfigured they describe me. I am shining like the sun. I am shining like the sun. There is a tremendous joy in this mantra of the transfiguration because it represents an influx of light whereby the very cells, the physical cells of our bodies, begin to be filled with light and to have impurities, physical as well as mental and emotional toxins flushed out. The joy of giving these mantras is a joy of becoming God. Where is the place for right living? Right living is one of the requirements of the Eightfold Path of the Buddha. And right living means being obedient to the inner self. For thousands of years, people have rebelled against the laws of God because they have felt that they were imposed from without as a yoke and as a burden. And this rebellion against that which is outside of oneself is really the folly, the ultimate folly of rebelling against one's own being, one's own true self. Moses received the Ten Commandments. Jesus gave us a new commandment. We have received the code of living from all of the great gurus. Confucius' teaching was a very practical wisdom for everyday life. This is really what the great masters have come to show us, how to live on earth and yet to remain in God. And it was to follow a few simple precepts. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. And thy neighbor as thyself. So right living means being obedient to our own individual religion, the way that we have been brought up, whether we are followers of Mohammed or Zarathustra or Confucius, Lao Tzu, or Mother Mary, we must remember that the basic precepts taught to us of honesty and right living are a proper and necessary matrix for this science of alchemy that comes with the Holy Spirit. So the science of the spoken word is in no way a substitute for moral rectitude. Well, in fact, if the science of the spoken word is used without the correction of our way of life, it will not be effective because the law will not work for those who are out of alignment with that law. 
if we steal, if we kill, if we partake of substances that we ought not to partake of, then we find ourselves depriving ourselves of the benefits of this pure energy of the word. Is the science of the spoken word useful in taking care of all the little habits and negative traits most of us are plagued by? You know, that's a very interesting question. Lord Maitreya, known as the coming Buddha, answered that question in an article which he wrote called The Overcoming of Fear Through Decrees. He said Paul expressed the dilemma of these subconscious motivations and momentums when he said, The good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Maitreya says, What can we do to protect ourselves from evil intent and evil action, which we find manifesting within ourselves and in the world at large? And he answers the question by talking about the discipline of the controlled use of energy through the science of the spoken word. Maitreya compares the momentum of habit to a coil of an electromagnet wound around its core. The number of times that the coil is wound around the core determines the power of the habit and its momentum. The breaking of that momentum can be accomplished through the use of the science of the spoken word. And the number of times that the habit is engaged in determines its strength. Correspondingly, as we give the mantras, we break the power of habit. And Maitreya says, instead of unwinding the coil turn by turn, we break right through the entire force field of that coil and the habit is broken by the power of God through the science of the spoken word. What exactly is meant by the term initiation? Initiation is the testing of the soul. It is God's way of determining how we will use the gift of free will. Temptation comes before us, we have to make a decision. To walk the path of honor or to walk the path of the compromise of truth. As soon as we demonstrate that we are just stewards of the law and of the abundance of God, God gives us more. He makes us caretakers of others and of larger fields of energy, more abundance, more supply, more responsibility on earth. Every day we are receiving initiations, and every day we are sending a message to our I Am Presence of whether or not we are worthy to be counted as joint heirs of the Christ consciousness. Are we worthy to inherit this Christ mind, this mind of the Buddha, this mind of Confucius? It is ours for the overcoming, but we have to pay a price, and that price is to follow the inner law and to be obedient to the inner voice. So one progresses on the path by demonstrating one's faithfulness and one's courage and so forth. If thou wilt be faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many. The path of initiation is the only way that God has of determining whether we are ready for an increase of light, of the Holy Spirit, of graces, and of the keys. And there are inner keys that are transferred to the individual by the Ascended Masters and by his own inner self as he passes his tests. And these keys are the very keys that we would have, the keys to the mastery of the science of matter as well as the science of spirit. Such as? Well, the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. We have talked about a mantra that could be used to attain the abundance of God. 
But there are further keys behind that mantra from which that mantra comes. These are not lawful for us to give on the radio or even to write in books because this is the key that is imparted to the individual by the master himself. There is an old saying that goes, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. When we show that we are ready, because we have been faithful over a few things, we have been willing to discipline our lives and our energies, then we find that the Ascended Masters approach us. And as they come, either through a book, through a person, through a teaching, through hearing about this science of the spoken word, then we begin to pursue the Master. We begin to say, I am going to do what that Master says because I want to be like him. And so we begin demonstrating these techniques and we find that in our own heart of hearts, God speaks to us and gives us the key of life. Is everybody being initiated? Everyone is being initiated. Earth is a schoolroom. The moment you get out of bed in the morning, your initiation begins and it doesn't stop till you retire at night. Everybody is making the decision hour by hour to be or not to be in reality, in truth, or in God. That everybody who is being initiated is on the path. Well, the path means the path of the ascension. Now, that is the goal of life for everyone, but there are a number of tests and a number of challenges that must be met before one can say one is actually a part of the path of the overcomers who are tied to the Ascended Masters and who are daily pursuing the law of balancing of karma and fulfilling one's dharma or one's duty to be oneself. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that's the path. The uh, duty to be yourself, to, f- to fulfill your reason for being. And the moment you get out of bed in the morning, your initiation begins and it doesn't stop till you retire at night. Even if you stay in bed all day, you're being initiated, <laughs> That's right? just what I thought, too. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for staying with us. Please stay uh, through the next break. We'll be back. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. 
Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Um, We are talking today about the art and actually the science of practical spirituality. And before we resume that topic, a um, couple of little odds and ends. Um, first of all, we want to say a big, big thank you to all of you listening. In February, we um, attained to the level of the number one show on the Seventh Wave Network, for which wow. we are deeply appreciative. And um, Terry, of course, is not here today. It's, it's Sid and I who are doing this show. Um, Terry's off, I don't know, it was bungee jumping or something, probably. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we are so grateful. We appreciate you, each and every one who listens uh, faithfully uh, these weeks. And we've now been on the air for three and a half years. And it is quite an honor, frankly, and humbling, too, to, to, to have this moment. I well, mean, I think it speaks to, to the content, because certainly they're not tuning into your our melodious voices. <laughs> no, I, I'm quite certain that's not the case. Um, well, another thing I wanted to mention is that much of the content of today's um, program is taken from the book, the Art of Practical Spirituality, which is one of our Pocket Guide series uh, written by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And you can find them anywhere. You can go to tsl.org to our bookstore. You'll certainly find them there under The Art of Practical Spirituality. Um, Amazon, of course, Barnes & Noble. If you don't find it on the shelves, you can request they uh, stock it, and they will. Um, anyway, it's a wonderful little book. You can stick it in your pocket, carry it with you. It's just a wealth, a treasure trove of, of wonderful information about how to make spirituality a lifestyle. Indeed. Yes. And one other thing, I, um, I am typically uh, one who thirsts after good news because <laughs> sometimes when we talk about these topics and the fallen angels, we realize how depressing it can sometimes be. Well, we can be tempted, I suppose. But nonetheless, in the realm of good news, um, just recently, the prime minister of Turkey, um, on the 99th um, anniversary of the um, Armenian Genocide, if you will. I'm not sure everybody calls it that, but he expressed condolences um, for those families, to the grandchildren of those who suffered. And in the same week in Jerusalem, um, the prime minister, the the Palestinian um, prime minister, 
actually uh, gave his condolences to the victims of the Holocaust. Um, now, this may not seem like much, but in an area where hatred is much easier to express than I'm sorry, this may be a tipping point because uh, as cynical as the critics want to be about this and calling it a political gesture, this is really good news when these leaders can express these sentiments to the population. It's the beginning, perhaps, of a title change. You know, it brings up something, Tom, that I think is very relevant to God's intercession on this planet. And because of free will, as we know and talked about extensively, God won't intercede unless he's asked to. But the things that we do will open the door, not only the request of God, mm-hmm. but the positive things that are done allows God to do more on the planet. And if you follow my point here, in other I words, p- progress in the world allows God to release more light. And conversely, the other uh, limits God because of the free will. So this is a positive step for whatever reasons. And what we do every day is a positive step that makes a difference. Well, and we see in the media and in our leadership that authority carries power. And the words that they speak are powerful. And if a leader expresses through his, the authority of his office an attitude or a sentiment or a point of view this does carry weight. This will make a difference in some people's lives. Perhaps not many yet, but it'll become, like you said, the open door to further conversation, to further allowing of a different perspective and point of view to, to flower. What we do matters. What we do matters. Individually and collectively. Which brings us back to the art of practical spirituality. <laughs> what do you think of this concept of Earth as a schoolroom? You know, I mean, people accept that, I think, to a large extent. But, you know, what does that mean? What does it mean for me? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm at school. Well, you know, I'm learning to do things better, and I'll make some mistakes and do some things right and so forth. But I think you have to go to the core of this. It is the schoolroom on our spiritual progress. And, you know, just like there's homework every day when you're in high school and college, mm-hmm. and my daughter's in elementary school, and she's got a homework every day. So you have spiritual homework every day. You don't neglect that. It's a daily activity. And again, if we want to get to the higher levels of a degree, so to speak, in the world, you've got to study and progress. It's not, a, not an overnight thing. And it's exactly the same thing, spirituality. Spiritually, if you want to progress spiritually, you have to do those things each day that will give you increment by increment that growth that will allow you to take the next test. You know, if we all got the test of Jesus the same day, um, <laughs> we'd probably fall short. But as we prepare on the path of initiation, which is this testing Mrs. Prophet talked about, we can reach the point where we are prepared for the initiation. Remember, God won't give you test, more tests than you can handle. So God won't give you the test until you're ready to take it. That doesn't mean it's easy, but it means you have the skills and the momentum to pass it. So we don't want to always be in kindergarten spiritually. It's time to move forward to take those steps day by day in humility and love and spiritual practice that will make a difference. It's not enough to have good intentions to say, I love the world. Well, it's wonderful to love the world, but you have to put them into practice not only through physical things you do for people, but drawing forth the light through your prayers, through your rosaries, through your decrees, whatever it is. It's an equation of light that is practiced daily by spiritual adepts. How do you get to be a spiritual adept? It's not just by saying, I want to be a spiritual (laughs) adept. You know, you have to pass tests, and you will get there if you start. Um, if you don't start, you're never going to get there. No, I remember a great saying um, that great performances don't just happen. Right. You've got to work at it. And we're, we're all working on getting our graduate degree. <laughs> we want to get out of Dodge. And what do the masters say, by the way, about Earth as a schoolroom compared to other uh, areas where there are life streams evolving? You know, 
it's not an advanced civilization <laughs> here on Earth. We may have some technology that's advanced, but if you look at the world, there's a lot of darkness here. I mean, there's no way to, to, mm-hmm. to call it anything else. What will displace the darkness? Light. It's very simple. How do we draw forth light? Through our prayers, through our invocations, through our science of the spoken word. If we could make this a violet planet, in essence, so filled with a violet fire, the darkness would be consumed. And now it's a spiritual fire, obviously. And so it's an equation of light and darkness. If you want to help yourself, help your family, help your nation, help this planet, every day draw down the light. So that light will displace the darkness. And you know, when the light is greater than the darkness, it tips the scales. And all of a sudden, the darkness is no more. And do you find that it's comforting in some strange way to realize that this earth is perhaps one of the harder schools to graduate from? <laughs> well, you have to look at it in a positive way, don't you? If yeah. you can make it from here, you can make it anywhere. You can know, make it in New York, that's the old saying, and so yeah. forth. Yeah, it is. And we're here because there are so many precious souls of light on this planet that don't know the truth. And unless we progress spiritually, they're not going to come to an awareness of that truth. You know, there's people up ahead of us in the spiritual path. There's people behind us. It's always going to be such. And unless those of us that are given the grace of greater opportunity and greater knowledge, unless we use that knowledge in our lives, then others cannot progress. It's as simple as that. We wouldn't be here today without the sponsorship of the Ascended Masters. Mm -hmm. And so in essence, we have to sponsor other people on this planet by doing those things to come up higher, because as we come up higher, they will come up higher. Yep. So it's, it's a huge accountability. And, and some people say, whoa, this is, this is a little too much for me. You know, I've got all these other responsibilities. Yeah, anyway. But you know what? <laughs> it's a path of joy. Mm-hmm. If you can help people by what you do on a day-to-day basis, if you can free yourself from momentums and habits that you haven't been able to break, not only for this lifetime, but I mean for a lot of lifetimes, you know, it's freedom. It's soul freedom. Isn't that appealing? Yes, it's work. Yes, it's hard. You know, but nothing ever came that was, that was easy. Good, they came that was easy. And so if you want to be free, if you want to have the joy of God within you and help your fellow man, this is the way to do it. That works of the hand help people and they should be there and we need to do them. But the works of the spirit, because they draw forth light, can affect the greatest change on this planet. You can affect the situation in Ukraine that we're dealing with now or around the world or wherever it is by being an instrument of light that you invoke daily and keep in harmony and humility and live in honor, you are making tremendous progress on the path. You know, one of the things that we talk about frequently is how magnetic that joy is that other people can perceive in us that when we've made these choices and we practice them, that's something we automatically get to have, but that as we gain this level and increased levels in transcending ourselves, that people are going to look at us and go, you know, I want some of what he has, or I want some of what she has. That there's there's a magnetic quality that is it's um, it's catching. I want to be like them. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's something there when they recognize the light. And I want to add here too that happens on the outer when people see things. It also happens on the inner. Their souls, people's souls, take readings of what you do, who you are. And if you compromise your integrity, if you compromise your spiritual path, then the message to their soul is it's okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you take a stand for the truth and for the light and your devotions and humility and purity in the way you live and act and treat others, their souls are going to recognize that and their souls are going to say, that's the way for me. Yeah, and that's why what we do every day really matters. Oh, yeah, every, every decision. W- were you taken with that concept of the... Um, 
the inner keys, you know, where um, Elizabeth the Prophet said, I can't reveal them to you because that's what the masters reveal to you as you gain the ability to to absorb the learning, the greater, deeper, higher learning that you're getting, that there are keys, there are steps, there are things you can be given as you earn them. Right. I thought that was fascinating. As you earn them and as you can demonstrate, you can hold them in harmony and not misuse them. Because look what Lucifer did. He had the knowledge (laughs) of creation. Essentially, he was such a high archangel, he took it and then misused it. So when he fell, and so we want to, God doesn't want to give us that knowledge and power until we, you know, he, we can be trusted with it. But, you know, I want to say one thing more, Tom, before I know we're coming up on a break, and that is, you know, when you become an ascended master, you don't stop growing spiritually. The ascended masters continually transcend themselves. There's no end to it. God transcends himself. So it's not, you know, I get there and you go, I'm done. <laughs> you know, this path continues after you're ascended, the difference being you don't have to come back and go through this physical form and experience this density and darkness. And your karma, if it's not completely gone when you ascend, you'll balance it, and you're going to have a freedom beyond our comprehension. And the joy is exponential. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's almost incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible because we're so used to this weight and this burden we carry. It is not God's will and it doesn't have to be. We can get through it. Yes, indeed. So we're, gonna, we're coming up on a break. But when we come back, we'll talk about what it is that you can choose to let go that will give your spiritual life a chance to really fully blossom. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back. Um, we are back once again. Um, the great Lao Tzu said once, to become full, be empty. And to a large extent, um, we, could, we could take that lesson and apply it to how we become a truly spiritual being effortlessly. 
If you want to be one, a spiritual being, and have that be effortless, you've got something you must let go of. (laughs) And guess what that is? It's the lesser self, which we otherwise know as our ego. We've got to get that ego out of the way because it um, doesn't tend to always be our friend. Well, it's (laughs) the human consciousness, which as we've talked before, obviously can never inherit the kingdom of God, is uh, the sorcerer's apprentice. We have created this consciousness, and it's the amalgamation of all the negative things we have ever done in all our embodiments. We, another term for it is the dweller on the threshold. It's always there at the conscious or subconscious level to, to thwart our, 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 mm. our goodness we want to do, as Mrs. Prophet quoted the Apostle Paul in saying that. And so it's not losing our individuality. It's putting on our Christ individuality, which is just as much an individual as this human consciousness, is displacing the one with the other. It's a free will choice. And you don't have to look far in the world to see people that say, I like my human consciousness. That's who I want to be. They've embodied that. And they don't want any part of God. That's their choice. And, of course, the human doesn't want any part of God because the human can never become God. It's only that divine within us. So it's an understanding that there's a part of us that cannot make it to heaven, so to speak. It must be transmuted. It must be essentially surgically removed from us. That's where the ascended master, the angels come in. And we must be freed of this. And again, you say, well, what will I be like when it's gone? You'll be you, I can guarantee you, but you'll be free of all the burdens of this misqualified energy. And you'll be your true self. You know, the ascended masters are not all carbon copies of Jesus. They have their individuality. They have their strengths. They have their personality. They have all the differences in the many nuances of God. I mean, if we're all like Jesus, it might be kind of a boring universe if everybody was the same. Everyone is different. They're unique. And so you're not losing your identity. You're gaining your identity. And these patterns of behavior that manifest as what uh, we call the little me. I'm teaching my daughter, what's the big me and what's the little me? Now, who was acting through you at that point? Well, that was the little me, you know. So understand you want to become your big me. And the little me doesn't go away without a fight, I got to tell you. It's so entrenched and its very existence is threatened by the uh, person of the Christ coming into your temple that you have to use spiritual tools as well as the day-to-day living to displace that. Remember what we said earlier. You put on the Christ incrementally. incrementally, You get rid of the human incrementally. And that's the practical nature of the day-to-day spiritual path. It can't be done all at once. We wouldn't be ready for it if it happened all at once. So God has given this. But unless we start today, we are never going to get there. You have to start someplace. And that's the beauty of the teachings of the Ascended Masters. They give us the tools. They give us the understanding, the awareness. They give us the help that the great law will allow us to have, even on our path, because we still have to pass our own tests. All we have to do is put these things together and structure our day in such a way that when we go to sleep at night, we have a greater increment of light in our being, we have less karma, and our love of God and of other people is greater as well. You're reminding me of something that we have, again, we, I feel like a broken record, and I say this all the time, but we have spoken many times about being a co-creator with God and the fact that the energy that we use to think, to move, to create is God's energy, literally. And when we recognize that fact, then we know that whatever we create, we are creating through the power and authority of God. And one of the things that we have spoken of before that is one of those great little mantras is whenever you are saying to yourself, and this is perhaps your ego speaking at the time, I am this or I am that, if you will simply insert the words, God in me is, 
whenever you say I am, it gives you a whole new level of accountability for whatever it is that follows that statement. For example, saying I am sick. Well, God in me is not sick. It is my human expressions, my human perception. It's my human experience, which is sick. If you start to separate those things out, then you have a point of decision almost every time you, you act. You, you think, know, there Je- it is. Jesus gave St. Catherine of Siena an incredible teaching. He said, he, he said, daughter, the difference between us is I know who I am. You don't know who you are. <laughs> and what he said was, yeah. you know, I the all, thou the nothing. In other words, oh, my Jesus, thou the all, I the nothing. Oh, my Christ, thou the all, I the nothing. Oh, my mighty I am presence, thou the all, I the nothing. It's an acknowledgement that God is everything in you, that your human consciousness is nothing. The I, the little I. The little I. And so it's not, you know, let's share this podium, you know, between God and your human self. Ain't going to work. <laughs> you're one or the other. You either are fully your human, and then you've embraced your dweller and rejected God, or you become God in manifestation. And you can't, you know, for a while we straddle the line because we're a little bit of both. But if you keep moving, you will displace that human, and then you'll know who you are and know that God in you is everything. He's the doer, and it's a joy to be there because you're free of that human consciousness and that human limitation. Don't be afraid to let go and have God come into your temple. You know, mm-hmm. call every day for Jesus or your Holy Christ self to come into your temple and displace those parts of your human consciousness that got to go. Well, and every circumstance and every encounter is an opportunity to grow. If we look at it from the standpoint that there is no wasted moment, there's not an idle moment, that we are constantly creating, whether we know it or not, for good or for ill, then that accountability brings us into the moment, we live in the present, and we take advantage of those opportunities to accelerate our growth. And and what you realize is that God brings these initiations or tests through the day-to-day routine of our lives, whether it be your job or your family or school or whatever. This is how God brings you the test. And so you have to recognize that these are spiritual tests, even though they seem very human and very mundane. But your reaction to them is everything. Well, and, and, and Jesus has said, and God has told us, we must be tested. We have a right to be tested, because unless you're tested, you can't make spiritual progress. Mm-hmm. If we can't pass our test, you can't get where you want to go. You know, we're tired of living in sloth and lethargy <laughs> and with our feet up and saying, oh, I'll get around to it sometime. That's the chip. Some of us have been doing that for tens of thousands of years. Well, it's time we got out of our lethargy. We let go of the human attachments of this world and the flashiness or whatever it is that draws us here, the glamour. I mean, the Essenes called it the seekers after smooth things. (laughs) We've been there. We've done that. It's time for God. And it's time to make some sacrifices which are so minute and so small compared to what we get in return. And once you you sacrifice these things, they're not really a sacrifice at all because your burden is lighter. Yeah, and, and forgive us if it sounds like we're preaching, because we are. This is a ministry. <laughs> you know, this is, this is a, a passion that we feel that we would want to impart to you because we recognize that if, if all life is opportunity, you are being given constant opportunities to expand, to grow, to accelerate, to become more of that light that you are truly inheritors of. This is not something that's outside of your experience. This is something that resonates with the innermost core of your being, your I am presence, your Christ self. This is, the, this is awakening to the light within. And we don't want to miss the opportunity. We've you missed know. too many already. <laughs> this, is, this is a coming, you know, it, it's the age of the age of Aquarius, excuse mm-hmm. me, the age of the Piscean age, beginning of Aquarius. It's a time of karmic reckoning on the planet individually. You know, 
the greatest tragedy <laughs> is to have this knowledge and not use it. Well, and <laughs> tra- tragedy is not too, too uh, great a word for that. But it's, it's not a heavy thing. It's a joyous thing. Well, and again, we want to keep stressing the fact that freedom is joy. Yes. The, the, uh, you're, you're breaking away from the shackles of a slavery that you have long since grown out of. And it's just time to let it go. Yeah. Let it go and let God. You know, th- it was a wonderful statement when I first heard that. I thought to myself, that's too easy. <laughs> but yet it is not. That is the essential thing to do is to let go of that human lesser self, that smaller self, that little I. God is the doer. Yeah. Let God do what he does. And boy, just go along for the joy, for the ride, and recognize that you are not just a passenger. You're driving the bus. You're a co-creator with God. <laughs> You're a co-creator with God. What we do matters. Oh, my gosh. Every single moment. So how do we recap today? <laughs> that's your job that's my job well I, I would say that one of the points that we, we stress commonly and constantly is the fact that these spiritual choices that we make constitute a lifestyle this is not something that is beyond your ability to do anybody can take these choices take them as far as you want to go because ultimately your soul's immortality depends on it God will meet you where you are exactly. today exactly and I think on that note, probably it's about time we uh, said adios. And also, if Terry, if you're still with us, hope you're having a good time wherever you are. Um, thanks, everyone, again, for, you know, making us number one, even if just for a fleeting moment, and I hope it's for longer than that. It is our pleasure, it is our humble pleasure to, to bring what we can to this equation of life, that these choices that we make, the accountability that we have, the opportunities that we are given Daily, constantly. Remember that spirituality is like that breath of God. It is something that inspires your life, gives you purpose, gives you meaning, gives you harmony. Uh, We can't say it enough. You're never more alive. You're never more alive. So thank you all for listening. And if you want to send us any comments, send them to webradio at tsl.org. We'll be more than happy to respond to any question, concern, suggestion, whatever you may have on your mind or your heart. Share it with us. We're happy to get it. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this world. God bless you, everyone. Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.